It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three of Vsin's Prime Time Action. Thank you, Brett Musburger. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us for uh, well, not a football night, but we're talking a lot of football. We will with Drew Dinsick momentarily, uh, but a whole bunch of baseball going on, and it is really a pinball machine in terms of jockeying for position in the American League, also in the National League as well. Kelly, with all the updates and all the in-game lines. Yeah, we're at the top of the seventh now in Cincinnati. Pirates up on the Reds, three to two. Nationals with a 4-1 lead over the Marlins, bottom of the eighth in that game. If you wanted to get in on the Marlins, 11-1 live. Five and a half's live. Total shaded to the over. Cardinals up on the Brewers, 1-0, top of the fifth. Cardinals minus 135. Brewers plus 105, five and a half your live total. Uh, Rockies and Dodgers underway. That is scoreless, bottom of the second inning. Dodgers alive, minus 160 favorite. Rockies plus 130, eight and a half total in that game. Yankees 3-1 lead over the Rangers, top of the sixth. Live lines currently locked. The Blue Jays and Rays all tied up at two, top of the sixth inning. The Orioles lead the Phillies 1-0. That came in the bottom of the fifth. Phillies still live betting favorite, though, at minus 125, five and a half the total. Mets 2-1 over the Red Sox right now. That came in the top of the fifth inning. Mets minus 260 live. Red Sox plus 210 and eight and a half the total. Juice to the over slightly. And the Cubs with a 3-2 lead over the Twins. Top of the fourth of that game. Cubs minus 210 live. Twins plus 170. 10.5 the total. Just looking down the baseball scores, let's throw out Washington and Miami because that doesn't have playoff implications. But every one of these does, every one of these other ones does that Kelly just mentioned. 
And again, the scores, 3-2-1-0, 3-1-2-2, So it is, everything is with massive implications and everything is super tight in baseball tonight. Dodgers, bottom of the second scoreless, as Kelly mentioned. San Francisco Giants still to come. Let's talk some more football, more NFL with Drew Dinsick. He has two podcasts, the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with his buddy Andy Molitor, and NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast with Sarah Perlman. Uh, Drew Dinsick, the common thread of both. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing well. I, that, that was a great breakdown of all that's going on in the world of baseball. I feel like I should care more about this, but it's uh, it's tough, man. Isn't that the amazing <laughs> thing about the NFL is that, and I was talking about this during the U.S. Open with tennis, too. It's like, hey, look at me. I'm, well, I'm, dude, tennis is going so well. And then baseball's like, these pennant races, more of the wild card races this year, are so awesome. And everyone's like, yeah, who's playing, in the, who's playing Thursday night in the NFL? It's incredible the, the hold it has on us as a sports fan nation and betting nation as well. Yep. I caught one with uh, Sir Andy Murray today on the old tennis course. But speaking you. of Mets, speaking of Mets, the Mets are beating the Red Sox, but more interesting to me, Mets indoor hardcore tennis. Tournament. Yes. Uh, M-E-T-Z. He's referring M-E-T-Z. to. M-E-T-Z. Drew and I might be betting tennis in faraway places tonight is what we're telling you. I just want a third state, uh, third, uh, third set tiebreaker on Zhang Sai Sai. So good luck staying up for the uh, Kazakhstani uh, yes. match in the middle of the night. Those are talk about the other side of the world. That's about as far away as you can get from the United States. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk football. Uh, there was a game last night. I know I talked briefly with you about it this morning. Packers and the Lions. Packers win at thirty-five to seventeen. A game that was, you know, among relatively speaking, not really that noteworthy because the Lions hung with them for for a half, and then the and then the uh, Packers pulled away. But we were sort of throwing this around earlier. Where do you have the Packers sort of power ranked in the Drew Dinsick world of power ranking? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's take a look here. Total right now, I've got them number five. Uh, oh, interestingly Interesting. enough. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I obviously a lot of that is preseason prior. Um, I don't expect them to ultimately be a, a factor at all, uh, but uh, their defense has been very disappointing, obviously, through two games. They're, the, the shutout that they pitched in the second half preserved a team total of under 17 and a half I had last night, so maybe I shouldn't slander this defense too uh, too, too much here. But uh, ultimately, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's not my kind of team. It's not my, it's not my kind of scheme. Uh, I think the move from, you know, the move to Joe Barry's defense, I don't see that bearing fruit. Ultimately two years in a row, 13 and three team, mostly born out of soft schedule. Uh, and now all of a sudden their schedule is very, very difficult. Um, I, I almost see the Packers as sort of this known quantity. They're going to win double digit games. They're going to get the three seed and they're probably going to lose in round two of the playoffs. I don't think it's much more complicated than that. If anything other than that happens, uh, I guess I'll, I'll be caught by surprise. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that defense is a, a big-time liability for that team. Drew, we were looking through this and uh, had a little segment earlier in the show as well. I mean, this is – I play a ton of teasers. This is like the greatest teaser week in the history of, of NFL, it seems like. I mean, there are so many <laughs> solid – so many solid plays here. You're getting the Panthers against a third-round rookie. You're getting uh, the Browns against either a beat-up Andy Dalton or a rookie making his first start. I mean, there's so many – so many. You're getting the, the Cardinals against one of the worst teams in the league in the Jaguars. So are you are, – is this one of the things that you might focus on this week as well? Is, is trying to get in on, on some of these what seem to be really, really opportunistic teaser legs? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you're going to have to 
probably add the Rams to this list by the looks of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That thing's trending into the one and a half, two department there. Um, And actually you may have to take the Vikings off because that one's back down to one. Uh, I guess if you know the the important thing to monitor on all these, um, if these numbers move out of the teaser zone, you know, outside of the advantage teaser zone, you know, you don't want to be waiting till the last minute to uh, to grab them, I guess. Um, But I'll have some I'll have some round robin uh, advantage teasers for sure. And, you know, I'll. You know, we 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 chewed on it for a while this morning between myself and Gil on the Washington football team. Bills is sort of the one that I was the least excited about, but ultimately, Bills are at home. I updated my numbers today. I actually, I kind of was caught by surprise. I made that number uh, ten. Uh, so I'm, if anything, I'm on the Bills side there already. Um, you know, there may be a little bit of an overreaction through two games about uh, the performance we've seen out of Josh Allen. Um, you know, still a team that win, you know, up or down in, in a game like this, they're going to throw, throw, throw. Uh, and clearly the Washington football team, even despite the added rest has some serious questions about that secondary. If Daniel Jones can pick them apart, then surely, uh, you know, surely Josh Allen can do it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's not, um, there's, you know, there's not a lot to like about the Texans in this spot. I get it. Uh, Rookie quarterback probably starting. You have a rookie head coach who has never prepared for a Thursday night football game to this point in his career. So he surely is not going to be able to integrate any wrinkles or any new, you know, it's going to be very vanilla stuff for the, for the, you know, for the young quarterback. And, um, you know, that spells trouble against the Panthers defense that at least on paper through two weeks has been one of the surprise stories. People probably look at the Panthers two and record and assume that this is all Joe Brady, Sam Darnold. Like, let's give these guys a round of applause. They've really turned his career around two and oh, yeah, I've heard a lot of that kind of commentary, but, you know, digging into the numbers even more, this Panthers defense has absolutely smothered. Uh, both the uh, Jets and the Saints to this point. And yes, the Jets were, the you know, Jets had a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road. Yes, the Saints were in a brutal situation where they had, uh, you know, completely disrupted preparation as they are in this kind of traveling roadshow. Um, but either, even still, there were a lot of things that the Panthers were doing schematically. They're getting absolute uh, dominant play out of Brian Burns on that D line, a guy that a lot of people identified this preseason as a guy who was kind of prepared to make a leap. And uh, I don't think it's fool's gold really with this Panthers team. And, you know, whether it is fool's gold or not, you're surely not finding out this week going up against Davis Mills. Do you like that Vikings leg though? Cause they're, they're still, they're still twos here in Vegas, still two at DraftKings, still two at, at MGM. Like, do you, do you yeah. like that one before, uh, before it moves off? Yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I like the Vikings teased out. Every week, really. I mean, like, and similarly, I like the team that the Seahawks are playing against teased out every week <laughs> because the Seahawks find their way into one score games. I don't really know exactly why they do this to themselves. Uh, it's sort of the, in the, within the DNA of Pete Carroll, I have to assume at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they're, they're going to let the Vikings through the back door of that, uh, you know, that plus eight if they're, you know, even if they uh, aren't winning, the, you know, even if they don't lose this game outright, which is not. Uh, something that I'm dismissing here. I, I did play the Seahawks uh, on the opener thinking that this line was going to push out to three just because of the questions that I have about this Vikings defense. The, you know, the market power rated them as like a top 10 defense coming into this season, largely based on, you know, the Zimmer uh, kind of aura and, you know, impressions that he was going to be, you know, be able to really, um, you know, elevate this, uh, this squad. But boy, 
boy, oh boy, do they have limitations and going up against a team that has, you know, two bona fide wide receiver ones in uh, Metcalf and, uh, and Lockett, they are going to be in for a long day. Drew, we got about 60 seconds here. Rapid fire us through these five picks of yours, if you would. Sure. So I fired on the Patriots on Sunday night thinking that was going to go to three. I'm feeling less excited about that after updating my numbers. My numbers don't make that a play, even though I'm already on board. So we'll see what happens. I may end up uh, buying out of that one. I played the Buccaneers on the money line at plus 110. Favorite look of the week. Still on this fade the Rams train until further notice. Um, you know, it's, it's the Buccaneers are so freaking complete. And realistically, they're going to test the depth of this defense for the Rams, which I have, uh, you know, kind of a very suspect rating on. Um, Seahawks, as mentioned, I laid the one and then I took the four with the Packers and the Eagles. Those are both games that I make inside of three uh, and uh, looking for some uh, looking for some road teams here Four of my five plays are on the uh, on the road squads. I like it. Drew Dinsick. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. And again, the podcast NBC Sports Bet the Edge. And, of course, the Deep Dive Podcast, excellent podcast. I know I come and we have guests, and I just mention what their podcasts are, but your podcasts are second to none, man, so we should point that out. Well, I appreciate all the kind words, and I uh, hope the NFL season and the football season in general continues to treat you guys well. Uh, we'll be tuning in eagerly to hear what you guys have planned for week three. You too, sir. Thank you, Drew. 7,000 teasers. <laughs> Two teamers. Four teamers, <laughs> three, six, seven nine, teamers, whatever, you know. That'll be all in there. All right, we'll come back. We'll update baseball, more football, including which will be the last team to go undefeated this year. You can bet on that as well. It's Beeson's primetime action on a Tuesday night from the South Point. Can we get an overhead of the South Point? The majestic South Point, everybody downstairs? Yes, no? Maybe? All right, there you go. Thank you, guys. That's where we're broadcasting from. Back in a moment. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddy makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddy Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Well, Yankees fans are going to be thrilled about their 4-1 to lead over the Rangers. Uh, Joey Gallo solo shot. That's what they brought him in for. Upper deck right field. But the Blue Jays have gone ahead of the Rays 3-2. to uh, And just now, the Red Sox go ahead of the Mets 4-2. to um, That looked like it was a Xander Bogarts two-run shot. Every time I've looked up at the, I've got this game out in front of me. Every time I looked up at this game, there's a, there's a ball that's being hit off the hit off the wall somewhere in the outfield, yeah. the green monster or the other side. It feels like the past couple innings they've been uh, launching them. So bottom of the six for the Yanks, top of the six to the uh, Blue Jays, Rays game, and now thereabouts as well. Uh, bottom of the fifth at Fenway. So Yankees good to be up, but right now anyway, not gaining any ground on either of their chief rivals in the wild card race half game out are the Yankees uh, I, I mentioned this earlier Matt and so I want to pay this off the percent of first down plays that are downfield passes in the NFL yeah this was just a cool tweet that I saw earlier Senator Kelly because it's just it goes to show here you know one of the things that we've talked about a lot is is early down success rate and early downs not necessarily just running the ball right into the middle of the line and putting yourself in second down and long. And so taking some chances on first down, trying to push the ball down the field, trying to be aggressive, trying to score. And so we take a look at these teams. A lot of them aren't going to surprise you. I do think that a couple of them probably will surprise you just a little bit here. But, you know, the number one team in the NFL is the Bucks pushing the ball down the field on first down passes And, you know, Tom Brady, we were talking about this off air, but I mean, it was, you know, one of the things you don't see from Tom Brady that we've seen from some of these quarterbacks that have gotten up there in age is that declining arm strength. And that was like one of the first things you can see, one of the first things that we noticed about both of the Manning brothers with Drew Brees, with all these guys that have starting to put on age. But 
it does not look that way, and, and the stats bear this out right here. I mean, they're they're not afraid to throw the ball down the field and not afraid to throw the ball down the field on early downs. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Tom Brady still at 44 is is still got it, Gil. You know what I'm – well, there's a couple things. One, the Buccaneers who were by far in 2020, the Super Bowl year, by far having the highest percentage of first down plays that are downfield passes – now have stepped it up even mm-hmm. at a higher rate than any of the other teams, even having been by far the highest percentage in 2020. So 2021, they're at 23.8% of first down plays that are downfield passes. Now, that's the distinction I want to make, because at first, when I didn't read the word downfield, I thought to myself, 23.8% seems still very low to be number one mm. passing on first yeah. down. But this refers to downfield passes. Yeah. So I'm believing, I believe the cutoff that he put was at um, 12 yards, I think, or something oh, like that. Okay. So, so then that's a remarkable yeah. percentage. And so, the, uh, but I think the other thing here that we can kind of draw a correlation to, and not for all these, because a lot of these, some of these teams, the the reason it's so high through the first couple of weeks is because they're just they're losing teams and they're down and they're having to throw a ton and that you know they're 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 playing catch up. But if you look at some of these other teams, I think you can do a cor- correlate to just good offenses, right? And so you've got the Bucks, you've got the Chiefs on here. The Raiders have been really really good on offense. I mean, like listen again, we don't ha- we're not bullish on the Raiders long term, but we can't deny what we've seen through the first couple mm-hmm. of weeks and they've been very very good on offense. So you see the Raiders that are up there. You see the Eagles that have been at least a little bit better than we thought on the offensive side of the ball. So you start seeing, of course, the Cowboys um, as well. Now the Cowboys, we think this, this offense has potential to be something incredibly special so long as they get out of their own way and, you know, really just play to their strengths. And that's not at this point, just running Ezekiel Elliott in the middle of the line, you know, uh, 20 times a game. So hopefully they figure that out as well. But it was just interesting to, that I saw this. And, and really, more than anything, the, the standout that you pointed out, Gil, was just the fact that the Bucks are like, all right, we do this well. <laughs> Let's do we had a lot more. of success doing it in 2020. Yeah. We're going to do it even more here in 2021. Giants fans should be uh, pretty happy about that. Uh, obviously, yeah, that's Sa- one that stands out Saquon too. Barkley's yeah. injury has a lot to do with that, I'm sure, mm-hmm. as well. But that's kind of cool that they're airing it out on first downs more often than not. Look, even the Chiefs, right, with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. why not? Second highest exactly. rate uh, and stepping it up. Now, this this is what I was going to ask you next. That That's only a list of 10 teams, and it bottomed out, I think it was nine teams even, and it bottomed out just over a 1% hike, which then begged the question, all right, well, if it's only nine teams that are over 1% of a hike, does that mean that the other 21 teams in football are either static or doing this less, and I guess that's the answer. The Texans the Texans are the team that has dropped the most in terms of and downfield passes on first down. Obviously, it makes a ton of sense. You go from Deshaun Watson down mm-hmm. to Tyrod Taylor, and then, of course, that's that's where you know, you're know you going to get. Um, that you, Bengals thing won't last. That will not. That will definitely, right. that, yeah. that won't last. But I think a lot of these other ones are fairly, probably going to be fairly consistent. I mean, when you look, that said, the Browns are going to get Odell Beckham back, right? And so that could that could certainly increase a, a pretty good amount. But I mean, the Patriots, the Niners, the the the, the Falcons, the Bills, the Lions. I think all these are probably I mean, going to be pretty static, right? I mean, I mean, okay, Jets. It's a rookie quarterback, right? Ly- yeah. Lions. That's literally Matt- Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff. Like, yeah. I, I mean, some of these make a lot of sense. Bills doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Because we were just talking about how they just abandoned the run completely in Game One. Yeah, they're still high still if you high, see, but yes. it's just yeah, just yeah, lower than what um, 
lower than than last year for sure. Oh, yeah, and, that's a good point. They're still at 8.3%, yeah. just a drop, yeah. Yeah, just the drop there. And then I think the other one that, that really, you know, makes a ton of sense again is, is is the Patriots, right? I mean, like, Mac Jones, I think that will probably increase over the course of the season. But, again, you, you start him slow, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're not wanting him to take a ton of chances downfield. So this is Warren Sharp. Let's give Warren Sharp a shout-out here. This is his uh, – this is a stat that he really decided to – make his own early down success rate, EDSR. We're specifically referring here to first down downfield passes. But generally speaking, what Warren was talking about is first and second down stats. The, you know, the old school notion of establishing the run and running on bearing, being very predictable on first down. When, when the Vikings had Adrian Peterson, they were the most predictable of all teams mm-hmm. to some degree justifiable, but really they took it to a crazy extent. But what he's basically saying is teams have got to get to the point where third downs are, you know, high, you know, are are in favor of the offense, meaning that they're ahead of their ahead of the chains. So what he defines as a successful play on first down or on second down is basically, did you make the yardage right? The appropriate uh, proportion of the yardage necessary to move the chains. Mm -hmm. So on first and 10, if you have a play of more than three and a half yards, three and a third yards, that's a successful play on first down. Same thing. Second and five, let's say if you, you know, get more than half that, that's a successful play. And so that's really a key thing because we, on mainstream media broadcast, they throw around third down conversion rates, but there's never a parsing of third and two or third and 12. And, and that's the that's the real big thing here, right? It's like we've got to get into a, a different mindset that mm-hmm. all third downs are not created equal. And, and Peyton Manning apparently said it on this broadcast. He's like, he's like, I don't even want to get to third down. He's like, it should be first down, second down, first down. It's like where he was trying to get to. He was like, I don't want it to ever be third in something. I want it to be first down, second down, first down. Right. You know, and it's like, because you, if you find yourself in third down, then you're putting yourself in a chance where you got to punt. And he was like, I don't want to punt, you know? So first down, second down, first down. Yeah. yeah, he was, I caught him on week, the week one of that uh, after we got off done with the show and he was talking about, saying, I didn't want to play on, a, on a, any offense in the NFL, basically, that wasn't a, like a designed CFL offense where you don't want to get to third down. It's But isn't that interesting? Like, So, yeah. again, not to bring it up again, but tennis, you don't want to have a break point against you. Mm-hmm. Essentially, third down is a is a possible break point, right? right? Yes. And the notion that you're, like, okay with getting into that situation every single right. time you have the football over and over again. That and, and that does not mean, and I'm not saying that that means you should pass every single first down. That's not what I'm saying. You do, you, there are times where I understand, like sometimes you do want to run a little bit of time on the, off the clock. Sometimes in situationally that you do need to run the ball. But the, the thing is, is it's, the stubbornness is the thing that makes me want to bang my head against the wall. Mm-hmm. Like when there are coaches out there that it hasn't worked the first three times and they're like, well, it hasn't worked the first, it has to work the fourth time. It's like, no, the roulette ball can land on black 27 times in a row. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to land on red just because it's landed on black 26 times in a row. You know, <laughs> it, it, like it, it can, it can land, it can continually land on black over and over and over and over and over again. And so this, this whole thing, and you know, you, you, these old school coaches like, ah, yeah, the first time we, it's got to it's got to work this fourth time. Well, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. have to work. Matt, this Matt time. just referenced one of my favorite things in casinos ever. The, the little stand of the roulette wheel of what numbers have hit past, and you're like, who <laughs> yes. cares? What, yes. what does it matter? Some like, people <laughs> swear by it. Yeah. Like, oh, 23 reds hit five times. Michael Jordan, let's it's go. Due. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, it's due to hit red. I'm like, no. The, the Super Bowl champion of recent times that overcame the most third and longs, third and seven and longer at the most historical rate and eventually got them to the promised land, the Philadelphia Eagles of a few years back under Doug Peterson, the Philly special, mm-hmm. 
Philadelphia Eagles on Nick Foles had an unbelievable third and long conversion rate that year. Time and time again, they would roll the dice and they would get there. But that's aberrational. That's not how you should uh, try to script football, obviously. That's not the norm. That's the exception. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to, uh, I can't read his last name here. Is that Brandon? What's the last name there, Kelly? Gadula? Gadula. Gadula? Brandon Gadula. Sorry, Brandon. It's a little small on the screen there, Brandon, but we appreciate that uh, for those stats there. The percent of first down plays that are downfield passes. Very interesting. The big takeaway, the Bucks know where their bread is buttered, mm-hmm. and they're going to keep doing it. We'll come back. We'll update all the baseball scores. And again, last team undefeated among the markets available to us. We give our thoughts. It's VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming like that. Daily best bet emails. That's good. Betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game. Awesome. Plus full access to Visa.com data and analysis. The whole royal flush. You get everything Visa has to offer for only $22 per month. That's it. $22. Sign up now at Visa.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we have some baseball games that are starting a little later, including the best team in all of baseball record-wise, the San Francisco Giants, nursing a one-game lead over the Dodgers for that NL West title 12 games away. The loser has to play a one-game a one wild card, which looks like they, they might host the St. Louis Cardinals at this point. We'll see. About 10 minutes from now, Astros and Angels. Arkiti is on the hill for the Astros, and as you would imagine, big favorite, nearly 2-1, to one, minus 195. If you want the Angels, plus 165 there as underdogs. Big, big, big game, Mariners and A's. Marco Gonzalez on the hill for the Mariners. He is a plus 120 underdog to Paul Blackburn and the A's, minus 140 on the home favorite there. Another game in about 10 minutes. The Braves and the Diamondbacks. Jesse Chavez is on the hill for the Braves. Yeah, he's still pitching in the in Jesse the, Chavez. Yeah, yeah, my so, goodness. yeah, still still pitching and is a minus one fifty favorite because he's playing the Diamondbacks. Uh, Luke Weaver on the hill for them plus one thirty. If you want the underdog, uh, Giants and the Padres. Kevin Gosman and Joe Musgrove. This is a coin flip. One ten on both sides across the board here. So pick your poison, Giants and the Padres tonight. And the Dodgers currently at Coors, which obviously the Giants are looking at closely. Scoreless bottom of the fourth, because that's, of course, what we'd get tonight, a scoreless game at Coors. Uh, so we shall, we shall see. Dodgers were a minus 220 pre-flop wager there. That, obviously, with implications. Yo, that's it on the Giants? That's not a play tonight? For me? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you'd be on them if anybody I, was going to be on them. I may dabble. You may dabble? I may dabble. It just seems like shorter odds with the t- against the Padre, who seem to be kind of falling apart recently. The thing about the they are falling apart, imploding, might not even be 500 when all is said and done. Imagine that. The three games above 500 right now, the Padres. We have the uh, Tatis Machado drama in the clubhouse. Tatis reportedly pouting too much for his teammates' liking. It's been building, according to reports, all year. So, yeah, not only that, the Giants as a dog, as a road dog, have just been money all year. They've been money in all kinds of situations this year. There's, so there's I, a I shop may, in town here. You can get them at even money. Yeah. 
I just saw, I just saw it clicking over to plus one hundred as Matt was speaking in a, in a bunch of faraway places as well. So a little Padres money here on the run up to game time, you know, about forty minutes away. I may I may be involved, but you know, I, I will say this: that just the notion of betting on baseball this year has just not been top of my list. Yeah, I've made 38 pre-flop bets all year long in baseball. I'm 20 and 18. I was looking for a solid Dodgers parlay partner tonight because that seemed like a seemed like an obvious one. They were like under minus 200. I thought with uh, Panthers. What's that? <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> everything. Everything in the world. Just tie into the Panthers. Something I could have done. I didn't even think about. But yeah. Um, I may have a Yankees, Giants, um. What's the third like exact Bre- Brewers series. thing happening? But the Brewers are losing oh, one yeah. to nothing to the Cardinals. Bottom of the sixth. So yeah, I may get involved in that. I mean that that's pretty pretty juicy. But this is, I mean, this baseball race though. We'll say it again. We talked to Drew Dinsing about it earlier. These are phenomenal races. It's just that football is so all encompassing that it it's doesn't amazing. it doesn't capture the attention of a nation. Baseball is like regionally huge. Right. So if you go to Boston, if you go to New York, if you go to San Francisco. San Francisco, I was there a couple weekends ago. It is just, you, you you can't imagine how much they are back in love. They've always been in love with the Giants. It's a baseball town. But I was watching, I told you guys, I was watching the Ohio State-Oregon game. In a, I was in the airport bar there on the way back here. And I had that game. And a whole bunch of people were like, hey, can you turn to the Giants game? I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. It was just like a <laughs> random game against the Cubs. It's like the Giants are on three other TVs. So there's, I mean, they're just one example. But that that town is a rabid baseball game, but that's baseball now. It's regional. I don't think if you go to, uh, I don't know, pick a town. Oh, uh, South Florida. DC. I I had to cover sports in South Florida for 10 years. Anybody complaining about the lack of Marlins highlights, I was like, well, we could put Yankees or Red Sox highlights on and there'd be just as many fans out there for where we're doing, where we're doing our show from in West Palm Beach. So yeah, no. And, you, and you D- can talk football twenty four seven. Yeah, DC when the Nationals were winning the uh, the World Series, obviously they were into it. But it's not a baseball town, you know. It's a football town, then hockey, and I think most towns baseball is somewhere further down on the pecking order. Again, Mar- Marlins games are are a great activity if you need to get something else done. You know, if you need to <laughs> go get fill out your taxes or something, you got room to spread out. You know, bring a laptop, you, you, get, you get some things done there, and watch, you have a game in the background. It's awesome though. I love the I love the Pedersen. This is my favorite. What is your favorite time of the sports calendar and the sports betting calendar? For me, it is October. Period. End of story. Football in like weeks five through eight or whatever it is, and then the postseason of baseball. There is no better month of sports for me than that. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I mean I'm weird, but I'm like a month or two later when it's NBA started and then NFL's going on still. NBA doesn't move the needle for me that early. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't notice, guys. There's an, there's another story in baseball tonight. The Orioles and the Diamondbacks are tied at 48 and 102 <laughs> for the worst record in all of baseball. Uh, I'm sure there was a prop on that we talked about months there ago. Sure was, I mean, I'm sure there was for sure. Like, I don't remember. They are both 48 and 102 coming into the game tonight. We dive into the archives. The Orioles really don't want that honor as they will refuse to to die here to the, to the uh, Phillies tonight. Baltimore's season win total was 64. They're not going to get there, Gil. The the Diamondbacks' season win total was 75 and a half. They're they're not going to get there either. They're not going to get there. Those are unders. They wouldn't get there maybe in another another 80 games. 
the the big I mean those are the, the Diamondbacks falling under their season win total is the biggest disparity this year of any team vis-a-vis their season win total. I mean they are they're literally almost 30 games. They're 27 and a half games below their their number right now. Obviously they two are. weeks left. They are 49 games out of first place in their division. <laughs> Best over <laughs> how many games? 49. 49. Uh, the Giants are 21 and a half games above their season win total. 49 so games out of the division. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Well, if you extend the season a couple more months, they got to shit. Not, not funny to our, no. to our Phoenix listeners. No, so not funny at all. Giants, the Giants have, have overperformed based on their preseason expectations, season win total uh, the most. The Diamondbacks have underperformed the most to preseason expectations. But there's some, you know, there's some other ones. San Diego, by the way, they're they're like still 19 games below their season win total, obviously. Two week, uh, 12, you know, for them, 12, 13 games left in the regular season. It looks as we might have gotten an Aaron Judge home run, I'm assuming. They're, they're giving him uh, a bunch of high fives in the dugout, and I looked up yep. and it's seven. Yep. There we go. Stanton, Gallo, Judge, they've all homered for the Yankees. So the Yankees appear well on their way to beating the Rangers tonight at Yankee Stadium. But once again, the Blue Jays aren't cooperating. 3-2 to two lead over the Rays, bottom of the seventh in Tampa. And Boston doubling up the Mets now in the bottom of the sixth at Fenway. Yankees trying to pick up ground on both or either at this point. And then in the National League, the Reds and the Phillies just have no interest in making the postseason. Reds are trailing the Pirates 3-2. to two. The Reds and the Phillies have had the easiest remaining strength of schedule for the last month and a half. They'll, they'll have for the last two months of the season. It hasn't mattered. Phillies tied with the Orioles, top of the seven, the one-to-one. One. As I mentioned, the Pirates beating the Reds 5-2 to two now in the top wow. of the eighth. The 56-94 and 94 Pirates. Season win total is 58-and-a-half. That's a sweat. Uh-oh. Can they get there? They're going to get there. It's a big win if they, if they can hold on here. St. Louis beating the Brewers 1-0 in the bottom of the sixth in Milwaukee. One man, one out for the Brewers. St. Louis just chilling, just cruising into the playoffs. In what was a very hotly contested wildcard race for number two, but it's not that hotly contested anymore. Uh, Cardinals with a three-game lead over the Reds beginning tonight. Four over the Padres, four and a half over the Phillies. So much over the Phillies. The Phillies have a better shot again at winning their division. Yeah. That's the thing is like the Braves have kind of left the door open a tad. They're five and five over their last yep. 10. But the problem is, is the Phillies are also five and five over their last 10. They just didn't seize that, 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 that chance. Right they there. do play each other three more times mm-hmm. this year, the Braves and the Phillies, but the Phillies have got to beat teams like the Orioles first. So these are all, these are all super interesting, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might, might play some giants a little later. Yeah, you know, I, well, well, you know, well, yeah. What else am I going to do? Just like a little number. Tennis is over for the day. What yeah, else am I going to do? I got to work on show stuff for the next day. You know, <laughs> some in the background, Gilly. Yeah. Should be fun. Giants and Padres. Good good matchup. Gaussman against Musgrove. All right. So we will do this after the break. We will go to the NFL's last undefeated team. That is a market. There's also undefeated team by teams, Kelly. So, like, if you wanted to bet the Buccaneers, say, straight to be 17-0. and 0, You could bet that. You could bet that. This is slightly that. different. This yeah. is slightly different. This is the last team undefeated to remain undefeated. Right. You could do it individual teams. Those will get you big bangs, big, uh, big bang for your buck on those. But this one, team by team, who will be the short shot? It may surprise you. In fact, I think it will surprise you greatly who the shortest shot is to be the last remaining undefeated team. This is interesting. 
Coming back on VEASAN's primetime action. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data available for not only money line, but also over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that Visa is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Not just this time of year, year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. You want to do that read next time, Matt? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all right. I think Kelly should do it next time. Okay. We'll add in a couple of tennis names in it somehow. And yeah. Then be, yeah. Yeah, we got to bring that back for uh, you can, Indian Wells. Yeah. Like when Indian hey, Wells comes you. around, we'll we'll have you read. See, the tennis I, I, I'm a professional. Yes. So the So the... So the you know, the bigger names I know, even if how complicated they are. But the first the first couple rounds are yeah. phenomenal. Throw them at me, Gil. I'll that was them, yeah. that was a great segment. Because it was like an awkwardly long tennis score update. Oh, that was the I mean, that was the best part when I looked up and then Matt said something where he's like, Well, I didn't think I was gonna take five <laughs> minutes, but yeah. Pavlyuchenkova? <laughs> Pavlyuchenkova, I got down. Yeah, that one you got. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Wow. Don't test me with that. Oh, my God. It's the ones I've never looked at. That before. one just got batted back in my face. Uh, I mean, you got to remember, I had to I had to write these out phonetically for years for for pretty boy sports anchors uh, oh. like, you know, like yourself to read off a teleprompter. Oh. So you got to write them phonetically. You got to know them. But it usually only mattered if they were big time, right? So the smaller time players, I have no idea. Barbora Krajikova. Yeah, that that took me working with you to get that one down. Can't wait for that. He's got Sitsi Pass lost to like a pl- he was to a plus fifty million thousand trillion. Felika texted me about it. He's <laughs> yeah. like, how about Sitsipas about to lose <laughs> lose yeah. to like this massive like, like, like there weren't enough zeros on the screen that the <laughs> yeah. guy was the underdog yeah. and like yeah it was it was. We'll he, give you the casino. He's just one of those players I do not trust. Yeah, I, we we've talked about this yeah. multiple different times. Like he's my favorite fade in like just about every single tournament. He's my fa- favorite fade. Yeah, and he takes long bathroom breaks. Yes. Okay. Which so, also makes him a great fade. <laughs> just a spite fade. Yeah. All right. So there are seven undefeated teams in the National Football League through two weeks. Just seven. Seven are winless. Eighteen are one and one. I think that math works out. Yeah. All right. So the seven undefeated teams that remain at two and zero. Oh, uh, DraftKings put them in one market. The odds to be the last undefeated team and the short shot is the 49ers plus 275. Buccaneers 3 to 1, Rams 4 to 1, Panthers and Broncos 6 to 1, Cardinals and Raiders 10 to 1. Now, as you guys astutely pointed out off air, the reason that the 49ers are the short shot is because the Bucks and the Rams play each other. Yeah, so week. one of those one of the two's going down. Right. The 49ers don't exactly have a cakewalk either, though, against the Packers. No, they do not. So I wouldn't be Which betting. I would not bet any of the top three. Right. I don't think you should bet any of the top three. Now, the way that this is worded, if there is a tie in this game between the Buccaneers or the Rams, they are still undefeated. True. Good point. Point that out. That, that is how this is def- this is worded at the book. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It is. So, it's interesting, though, with the Panthers because... We at least know they're going to win this week. Well, same with the Cardinals, right? And then they've right. got. So it's, okay, and same with the Broncos, probably. Panthers, Texans, and then they got the Cowboys, Eagles, Vikings. I mean, if they get past that Cowboys game, they've got Eagles, Vikings, Giants, Falcons. Which team is that now? The Panthers. So Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals. Let's just stick it to this week. Let's stick to this week for a second, just to make it clear to folks. Listen. So Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals are the three that have the leg up for this yes. week. Cardinals go on a brutal stretch from there. Oh. It is Rams, Niners, Browns. 
And what was the Panthers, Kelly, then after this week? Okay, so Panthers, we've got Texans, then Cowboys. Ooh. Then Cowboys, and they're on the road for that Cowboys game, so that's not easy. And who do the Broncos have after this week? That'll be the last one. Getting their Broncos. Broncos go Jets, Ravens. Yeah, Ravens at home. Okay. So basically it's going to come down. The winner of the Bucks rams game is going to be the one in the driver's seat. Most likely. For sure. So that, that Panthers is, is, is interesting. I mean, all right, all right, they could right. beat the Cowboys. All right. I, I, I think that one, I think the two I would bet, I think I'd take a piece of the Panthers or it's the Raiders. And the Raiders we don't think is all that good. Got the Dolphins here. Dolphins. And? On the road at the Chargers. And then Bears. So if they steal one against the Chargers, I mean, they got Dolphins, Bears. Bears at home. And then you're on the road at the Broncos. And then it's Eagles at home. Then it's Giants on the road. Like, I'm just saying, like. See, now, uh, unlike those how will, you know, how far will they go things that we did earlier, team by team, where none of them was really, none of them was that fun to have money tied up. This would be a pretty fun bet to have money tied up. I'm looking at this in, like, as we were talking about how we were not high on the money, so they if they stole one if they stole one against the Chargers, and then they would be a they would be a, I mean they'd be a like, slight dog against the Broncos, but like, it is not out of the realm of possibility for them to be eight. Right. No, like, it really is not. The Chiefs, like, it's <laughs> not. It's not. Oh, yeah. no. It November's, is not out of the realm of possibility for them to be eight. No. November fourteenth, the Chiefs come to town. Absolutely every game before that is winnable. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to do it, there's also but it's winnable. The, there's also the monkey wrench that Derek Carr might not play this week, though. Right. right, right. There's that, too. Right. And how much uh, how much faith do we have in Peterman? Not much. Not much. Not much. So you got to factor that I in. Mean, I, John Gruden's got a lot more faith in him than we do, and he's still, he he was still his third straighter. He yeah. loves him. Loves the guy, and he was still his third straighter. Yeah. This is where we were talking about how clutch it was for these teams who had really good backup quarterbacks, and then Mariota gets, gets hurt. Yeah. Mariota gets hurt. Yep. Running, one, one run in the game. Yeah, I was going to say running a, a gadget play. What was it like 30-some yards, though? Nicely done. Running a gadget play. I, just, I still think, though, like, I couldn't... I, I think the Raiders, I couldn't pass... If I was going to bet this, they'd be the team I couldn't pass up betting. Alright, the one that I didn't ask about, though, is the one at the top. The Niners, after they played... Now, they're only a three-and-a-half point favorite this week against the Eagles, but after that, the Niners get... The Seahawks and then the Cardinals. Oh, that's not fair. Like, I don't want any part of that. No, like they're going to lose that. one of those three games yeah. for sure. But they're not winning this prop. Like they might be the top one on there. I can almost right. guarantee you they're not winning this prop. Okay, but what do the Bucks and Rams look like? Yes, right? that's exactly where I'm going right now. The Buccaneers after the Rams get Ooh. New England, Ooh. Miami, Pats, Dolphins, <laughs> yeah. Eagles, Eagles, Bears, Saints, stretch. That's not good. The, wow. The Rams after the Bucks get Arizona, Seattle. Oh, that's not fun either. It's the Bucks. The bet's the Bucks, right? If you're really confident in them this weekend, the bet's the Bucks. The bet's the Bucks. Sure? But the problem is, you're only getting three to one. If you're that confident on the Bucks, you should just be loading up on yeah. money line this weekend, probably. Yeah. You're that confident in the Bucks because they get the Rams, New England, and Miami at New England. AFC oh, that's the uh, that's the Tom Brady. At Tom New Brady England is going game. to win that game yes. by sixty-seven <laughs> points. Like I, oh. I don't care what the spread is. I'm betting the Bucks in that I, game. We'll talk about that already. We'll that talk one, about that in five minutes, Matt, because I looked at it today. I'll look ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah, we can't talk. Can't do it. Can't do it in front of you. Sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry, how, audience. How, how annoying is the mainstream media going to be before that oh, game? Oh, so obnoxious. But I, I, I did see this number, and I was. But you have to be a bet before the before the week's over. So it's the Bucks, or or you take a flyer on like the Raiders. The Raiders, oh, the Raiders. I, I know it's crazy. It really would be. It really would be. Oh, that's a fun man. one though. Yeah, that, that is a fun one. That is. That is a good one. And, and you know what I just saw? They took it down. Last night when I was looking at these. Last have, winless team? Did they last have that? winless is back up. We will check it tomorrow. Oh, I like we'll it. We'll get to that tomorrow. I thought they had taken it down, and they did take it down. It wasn't up there last night, but it's back up. Yeah, there's seven of those. Hell, we hadn't gotten any Grey Cup handicapping from you. Yeah. I have yeah, I've checked out, man. This whole COVID, ruined, uh, COVID ruined CFL for me. So there's no no more of that from you? Um, All right. I, I, I thought I was going to get back into it. You know, like, I've watched a couple games. Don't get me wrong. I've watched a few games. I bet I did bet one, um, but nah, I'm going to assume the Blue Bombers are good. Winnipeg's usually pretty good. Yeah, I am, but I I was going to ask you that, but but now you know I know them all. Now I know you know them all. It's not fun. Especially since what's the, the Edmonton, the Elks, because they changed their name from the Eskimos. Did they really? Yeah, they oh, were used to be the Edmonton. Sure, yep, sure, exactly. Toronto, Toronto remains the Argonauts. Ottawa Red Blacks, Toronto Argonauts, Montreal Alouettes. Ottawa's the Red Blacks? Yeah. Calgary? Stampeders. Yeah. Yeah. BC? Lions. Hamilton? Tiger Cats. There you go. And there you have it. I think you're making up the Ottawa one. No, no. It's the Red Blacks. I'm looking at them. I'm looking at it. That's that's new too, right? That's got to be new. No, they've been around for a little while. Really? They're they're horrible. They're like the perennially the worst team in the CFL. Oh, they're, they're... they are last by a long shot for the Grey Cup odds. Right, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even yeah. looked at them. They're, they're twice as long as everybody else. <laughs> all yeah. right, now, Kelly, WNBA teams. Ready? Oh, God. No, nothing oh, with an S. That's, that's all I learned this I'm summer. kidding. Oh, boy. No, we're not doing Don't that. Don't do that. No. Sky, do sun. That. Storm. Wings. Mystics. But I can't, I can't attach the cities, so. Dream. I think the big takeaway from the show today, guys, as we head out of here. Mm-hmm. Go bet a bunch of teasers. <laughs> I think that is the <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I might not have a straight side this whole week. Might not be necessary. Yeah, we have contest picks to make, though. Yes. But not necessarily bets in our account. But teasers galore. Galore. Ah, the boom, sticky boom means it's time to go. And it is. Primetime action out. Nightcap with Tim Murray and Sean King from Circa Next. Enjoy from VEASAN. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.